Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, good morning. Welcome. How you doing? What's news? What's going on in your world? How can I help you? All is good. It is Saturday, and the weather is at least temporarily acceptable. We have 10 phone lines open just for you. Yep, for you, for you. Yep, Scott Mosby here at your service. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good morning. Howdy. Hello there. Welcome. Well, I'm wound up. It's a Saturday. The weather is good. All of you from out of town coming to St. Louis for all of the varied interests, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Well, tune in. We have phone lines. If you have questions about your home, your yard, the roof, how about wet, dry, foundation, uh, the door that doesn't work, the window that sticks, how about that door that just always swings closed? We can talk about that. I can tell you how to fix that stuff. It is on the phone for you. Here you go. Dial them up. Bring it on. It's, well, push the buttons anyway or hit the LED screen, whatever it is. I'm old enough to say dial the phone. And a lot of people out there have never seen a dial on a phone. Here we go. Phone number 314-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. If you're running errands around town, remember, take your list with you. It's always best when you get to the hardware store, the grocery store, wherever you're going. Oh, to remember why you're there, what it is exactly. You came to get if you're running kids, grandkids, family events, all of that. Tune in. Thanks for taking me with you on the Home Improvement Show here. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show on X. My name is Scott Mosby. My day job is Mosby Building Arts. We are a full architectural firm, and we're a full construction company all wrapped up in one place. So if you've ever done a do, do-it-yourself remodeling project, the communication, the scheduling, the rescheduling, the phoning, the telephoning, the reminding, the rescheduling, making sure those materials come in, designing the project so that it works and it's successful and it actually delivers what you want out of that project. That's the stuff we do. Yep, Mosby Building Arts, this is our 71st year. Uh, I'm very proud that my father founded this company and for 71 years or, uh, you know, maybe 45 years of that, uh, I keep the wheel turning. Uh, It's a fun thing. I mean, I love this industry. I love my job. I work with people, creative people, engineering types that have to get everything just right. And then the client's trying to figure out what do I do? How do I fix this? What's wrong? Uh, Brian Kelly had an interesting question for me. One of the coolest things about this radio gig is the informal questions and conversations I have. I go to parties and I learn. Somebody tells me their favorite, best new discovery. I love that. Uh, Brian Kelly asked me a question this morning. I think I was able to help him. It's fun. It's a great seat to have. So I welcome you. Uh, I call it University of Cam Wex, not because of what I share, 
because of what I learned. Um, I, I had the luxury, really, or the honor to speak and present to the ASHI home inspectors yesterday, American Society of Home Inspectors, at one of their biannual uh, certified uh, continuing education things. I spoke on exterior envelope, the building envelope, uh, the uh, thermal boundary, thermal uh, envelope, if you will. All those things that we talk about, you've heard it here. You've heard me talk about it. Well, anyway, I say we just get going and get fired up. And let's uh, see if we can get started here with Mary. Hey, Mary, Scott Mosby, good morning. How can I help, my friend? Good morning. We have squeaky floors. I don't think that they are hardwood. I think it's laminate, and it also squeaks under the carpeted area of the house. Okay. How do you fix the squeaks is the question. You got it. Uh, it's probably, uh, even if it is hardwood floor, sometimes the squeaks come from the hardwood itself. A laminate floor, depending upon the type is, can can move and flex at the tongue and groove. Usually that laminate floor is not the problem. Uh, at least half the time, it's the structure underneath the floor because if you walk on it or it's underneath the sink, it's coming in from the garage or the front door right in front of the bathroom sink and the bathroom, kitchen sink, all that, where it gets a lot of wear, that is loading, unloading, loading. Un so basically, the wood, the nails, the screws, the attachments, floor, all that structure flexes. And as it flexes, those fasteners kind of open up a little bit and they start to squeak. So uh, where exactly, Mary, are you having this problem or is it everywhere? No, pretty much just bedroom, under carpet, and hallway towards the bathroom. Do you have access to get to it from underneath, like an unfinished basement where you can get to it? No, and well, fortunately, the basement is beautifully finished. Okay, okay. Um, well, if that's the case, can you get through the carpeting, did I hear you say? Uh, we, I'm sure. I guess we could hire someone to pull it up. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, kind of a poor man's uh, squeak fix. If when you stand in that area, if you slightly bounce uh, about 100, 110 pound, don't get a 250 pound guy in there. There'll be very little flex. Just bounce it up and down so you're unloading. See if it's the plywood, the subfloor. If it's just shrinking wood and heavy traffic over the years, it will be that those fasteners backed out a little bit. And you may be able to uh, either nail that uh, plywood through the carpeting or run a bugle head screw or a uh, oh a drywall screw, if you will, through that carpet fiber. Sometimes you'll pull the carpet down. Uh, sometimes you have to go through the carpet. The point is that um, I'll use a finish nail. This is how I used to do it 20 years ago. And I would angle that nail wherever that flex was. I'd find the floor joist and the squeaking and isolate it to an area. Oddly enough, I'd lay socks around it. So just some reference of where I was really visually dealing with. And then mm -hmm. find the floor joist there, Mary, and the plywood, and then try and add nails right through the carpeting. If you use finished nails, there's no head on it. But okay. Because there's no head, you're not going to pull that plywood down, so you have to put that nail in at about a 20, 25-degree angle. You follow what I'm saying? How am I going to know where the joists are? Uh, well, if you can't figure that out, you need to hire somebody to, to help fix this because uh, by sounding that through the carpet, it's it that that's the $64 question. So I, um, there are, there's a guy in town that does a squeak fix. Um, you can There's a, a fellow that does this. Uh, okay. specializes in it. So there are ways, uh, if you're getting through that, if you have isolated places like that, uh, that's the best way to go at it. If you can get through okay. the carpet or you're pretty handy yourself, then you can tackle it yourself. 
Okay, thank you. All right, Mary, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We have a sprint today, folks, so we just have about another 35 minutes till we go to the St. Louis Cardinals and right here on KMOX. We've got things happening on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Cards versus the Miami Mar- Marlins. Spring training? Yeah. Cardinal baseball? Pfft, don't you love it? Here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we are off and running here on KMOX. Scott Mosby at the helm. I am at your service, and it's an honor to be here. Thank you for joining me. Let's get right to the phone line, see who we can help, and see if we can get the KMOX community to all raise the rising tide. For Donna here. Hey, Donna, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Well, I'd like to ask some questions about wood floors and tile floors. Okay. And first, I wonder if you could discuss the advantages and disadvantages of wood versus laminate. Uh, in what room? It, it all matters um, where and how it's used. Well, primarily in like the living room area and dining room area. Um, but I, I don't know whether it's appropriate for a kitchen area or not because of getting wet. Okay, um, in a kitchen, I'm very, uh, we do a lot of ceramic tile in kitchens. We do more wood and sometimes laminate. Uh, actually, the longevity and the refinishability, the long-term lasting value of wood, you can refinish that two or three times. So you can get 50, you get a half century out of a wood floor, just like mm-hmm. the ones that were there. So it's a long-term investment. Uh, laminate floors cost uh, three quarters to 80% of a wood floor, but you can't re- you re- can't replace it, or you, you can't really refinish it. So what you see is what you get. Uh, and when you damage it, it's it's a, it's a more difficult to repair. You have to replace those pieces. Uh, so I'm, I'm more of a purist guy, but I'm an old carpenter. I love wood, you know, so I just have to kind of give you my preference right off the bat there. Um, sure. When you get into a living room, a dining room, by definition, from a design standpoint, they're more formal rooms little softer, a little more feminine, uh, less hard surfaces. Uh, laminates are becoming really attractive. Um, be careful. Laminates, if you scratch or scrape them with a, uh, the bottom of a chair or rollers, they are a little more resistant than a wood floor, but again, you can't go back and fix it. I like a more formal floor uh, in a dining room, in a kitchen. I like hard floors. My wife is very uh, sensitive to smells and dust and dirt and such. So we have hardwood floors, and we augment that with area rugs. And that's what we recommend for our clients as well who are sensitive to any allergies or uh, respiratory issues, things like that. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, again... Um, if you have a wide open floor plan where your kitchen is visually connected, you remove the wall, then you're kind of accountable for all one floor. Uh, then you basically raise the finish level of the kitchen up to go along with the living room and the dining room so that it's all one's pace. Uh, the floor defines how connected or together we all feel both socially and visually in the uh, architectural realm of it. Uh, then you go up to a wood floor typically. Then that's typically why we get into wood floors a lot because we're we're getting to the deep architectural function, changing how the house interacts with people. Okay. Now, as far as types of tile, like in a kitchen or bath area, um, you mentioned ceramic tile. Is that the most durable? 
Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, ceramic tile is very common. That comes in when I say that it's it's marble, porcelain, every you know, a cementitious tile. I will say that there are vinyl tiles now, Donna, that like the laminate. There, that technology is making vinyl tiles look like wood, look like stone, look like whatever. Vinyl is a very um, hard-wearing, long-lasting material, and it's softer on your knees, uh, hips, and ankle joints. So it, depending upon the age of that prime user, that space, we would go then to a vinyl if, if they have joints, uh, arthritic pain, you know, aging issues. Okay, very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate your help today. There you go, Donna. That's how a designer would think about this and an architect would tackle the solution. Okay, thank you. All right, good luck. Next up, here we got a neat name here. Let's talk with B. B E E. I like this. Hey, B. Scott here. I like your name. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. What I have you? a. I have a. Uh, there's a sewage odor of, and it's, it's a little bit more than light that goes through my house when I turn the attic fan on. I have a ranch. There's one bath downstairs, two upstairs. And I'm not sure if it's a vent or wet. Uh, sometimes I can smell it when I don't have the attic fan on. Sometimes I have to turn the attic fan on to clear it out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, so do, you, do you have four? Have check. Do you have four stair heat when the furnace goes on and starts blowing air around? Yes. Okay, that's why you can't really tell where it's coming from because you have a big mix master moving all the air around your house um, so that once the smell gets in your house, that forced air goes in the return air and blows around. You see, it's hard to find that way. Um, Here's a really clever thing that um, a plumber called in probably 18 years ago to this show, Um, and it's peppermint extract from the grocery store for a dollar. Peppermint extract. Uh, If you take it downstairs in the basement, uh, first off, make sure that your basement uh, shower, toilet, or sink, if it's not being used much, B, make sure it has water in that P-trap so that it blocks those smells. It can be just that simple. Um, Okay. But wherever you suspect it, and it may take a few tries, so it may cost you all of $3 to do this. Uh, Okay. Just take that peppermint extract, dump it in the toilet, quickly flush the toilet, drop the lid, and don't do anything else because that will put that peppermint smell very pungent, very noticeable down into the sewer pipes. And if you have a break in the pipe or something, you will smell it in that area first. And if you can, turn your furnace off for a while so the blower fan isn't going on. And then just wait. And within five or ten minutes, uh, if you have a problem, you will smell that peppermint extract. Go up to the uh, main floor bathroom try it there sometimes you can do it in the kitchen uh, and frankly if you don't smell it from the sink itself from a sink drain or a floor drain or a shower or a tub drain that's when the bad news is it's probably a vent stack because it's smelling inside the wall you can't see it you can't find it but you surely can smell it and that peppermint peppermint extract will um, I mean you just can't mistake it you know it it smells only like peppermint okay so pour it in the toilet yep. and flush it and close the lid. Yep. And just wait. Yeah, because it's uh, your drain waste and vent, the sewer pipe is supposed to be sealed with no breaks in it, no breaches. So if everything's working fine, no breaks, you're not going to smell peppermint. 
But if something's amiss, awry, it, it's so unusual that you just go around sniffing in your house. And if you're no good with a sniffer, get somebody that is, you know, and, and you'll find it. it you, at least you know what room you're tackling and then you can try it again in that room or something like that. Okay, I'll try that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You bet, B. All in all in the neighborhood of the KMOX listening family. Uh, what goes around comes around. So that's from a smart plumber years ago that called into the station. Ooh, thank you. All right. Take care, B. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We may have to do just a little bit of business. We've got some good questions here. Thanks for calling. I love my sprint Saturday mornings. They're quick. Off we go. 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. We've got the Cards versus the Marlins pregame show coming up here in 15 minutes. <laughs> right on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, more fun than adults should be allowed to have closed in a room on the second floor right overlooking the beautiful Soldiers Memorial downtown. Good weather. It rain's coming around the corner. Let's get right to the phones. This is Scott Mosby on the Helitech Home Improvement Show on CamWex. John, you're next. John, good morning. Scott here. How can I help? Good morning, Scott. I have a question. I, you may have talked about this on the show in weeks past. Have you ever noticed when you go through the nice homes in Frontenac, Ledoux, and Town and & Country, they have a beautiful wooden door on the front? Yep. A great focal point. And real wood, you know, mahogany, oak, yep. walnut. Um, I've put lacquer on mine, like a polyurethane, a long time ago, and that was the worst thing I could have ever done. Yeah. Now I have to strip my door and... Just tell me what they do when they make those beautiful doors and those beautiful homes that just always look pretty and in great shape, no matter if they face south their whole life or what. Well, John, for, there's more to it than uh, to a sustainable finish. First off, you put a porch or roof over it. You cover it and orient it with an overhang so that it gets the minimal amount of ultraviolet light. Uh, you do not use lacquer. Lacquer is very UV fade. It'll it'll actually fog white on you if you use the actual lacquer lacquer. Uh, polyurethane does a decent job, uh, but once it goes, you know, it'll start white fogging on you as the moisture gets underneath that finish. And the old-time Shellac is a pretty good choice. Believe it or not, the old alcohol-based shellac, uh, it does yellow over time, but it tends to stay pretty clear. And the reality of that is about every three years on a natural wood finish door, you're going to refinish. I mean, strip it down to the wood and refinish it. Or even in the meantime, you're going to sand it, update it, and recoat it every year in the spring because they're just a high-maintenance item. They just are. If you're, if you're going to have that kind of beautiful wood, if you're going to put furniture outdoors, which is what that is, you will have the furniture maintenance of an outdoor, you know, refinishing every now and again. That's just the reality, John. Well, have you, uh, have you ever heard of a product that they use uh, on decks called TWP? Oh, sure. Okay, that's that's just a natural preservative. It's almost like a uh, like sap going into the wood. How about if I just go with a, a TWP stain and don't put any uh, shellac or lacquer and of course over just just every now and then every three two three years take it off put it on some sawhorses and give it another coat of that twp which is a stain yeah and that's it yeah, you can do something like that. And, and keep in mind, the old wood finish floors, many inside had a stain on the floor or none, and then paste wax on it. So 
So keep in mind that uh, you can put a stain on like a T. I would I would uh, maybe think maybe do something different because sometimes the TWP can have kind of a gummy residue to it uh, just because it's it's a wood protectant as much as a stain. You can stain it and paste wax this thing, which means that it's going to be high maintenance on rebuffing the door. But you're talking about re-waxing a door like a floor, which is a lot easier than stripping a door and starting all over. So, yeah, that your concept is pretty good. Okay, so just use that TWP and then keep a paste wax over it every now and then. Yeah, yeah, give like it a try. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, well, you'll paste wax it, but you'll buff it probably two, three times a year because that paste wax is subject to moisture. So you need to keep it out of the weather the best you can. Wax is still, you know, just like a car. If you mess it up, you know, it'll fog on you too. I don't have an overhead on my front door. It's fully exposed to the south. I mean, I got a little lip, like about four inches, but, you know, the whole bottom half of the door gets hit with weather, wind, sun all the time. So, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can. I do not have a storm door on there either. Yeah, I would I would go to that storm door. If you had asked us to install that door, we would have had an all-out wrestling match. It would have been a storm door with it or an overhang or something because of the maintenance load that comes with it. Nothing is more beautiful than Mother Nature, don't get me wrong, but sometimes she needs a little more care than you and I do. Okay. Does, would, the, would the storm door need to be have a tint to it, or could it be just a natural glass? Oh, natural glass and clear. I mean, if you just okay. keep the weather away, the sun is slower than the rain. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sir. All right, John. Good luck, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, bye now. Stay tuned here. We've got the Cards and the Marlins coming up next. I've got Jeffrey and Mary on the line. Hold the line. I've got to take a short pause here. We've got the Cardinals coming up. And Jeffrey, Mary, I'll get you offline. Scott Mosby, Camwex, Home Improvement. Go Cards! 